Welcome to the FBA Profits Show with your hosts Subi and Leland. Did you know chocolate generates more than $100 billion annually? And the biggest consumer of chocolate is Switzerland at 19.4 pound per capita. Hi, welcome to FBA Profits. My name is Leland. My name is Zubi. Hey buddy, how are you today? Not too bad, my friend. How are Good. you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, still a little warm where we are. I don't know about for you. Yeah, it's it's uh, 90, I think, today. It's been, it was warm yesterday. So that was my cheeky, very cheesy segue into today's FBA topic, mm-hmm. which is uh, meltables, because we're quickly coming here to um, the end of the meltable season or where the, it's least restricted. So starting, uh, what, October 15th, we can start sending in meltable items again for the next, uh, what, 150 some odd days, right? Yeah, or nine months. Yeah. yeah. I, I counted the days you just went with them. Your, your math is better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't know, uh, and you're new to FBA, like I was a while ago, there's a whole season, right, where Amazon will not take in goods and uh, especially foods that are quote unquote meltable, which is not an actual word, but it refers to the sensitivity of these items to heat because they don't want to store them or ship them during the hot, warm months of the year. Oh, yeah. You know, th- their warehouses become furnaces uh, during during the hot months, especially in like California and Texas and some of the more warmer states. Um, so they have chosen um, and now it's become sort of an industry wide thing where uh, between May 1st and October 15th, you can send in uh, multiple products. But uh, from October 16th um, until April, not the other way around. Uh, it's the multiple seasons <laughs> from May 1st to October 15th. And then uh, you can send in multiples from October 16th all the way through April 31st or 30th. Um, and it's, uh, it, it's chocolate is the most prominent meltable that we can think of. But Amazon's policy specifically states that um, a meltable is anything that uh, is... With, with high heat, um, it can affect its um, e- efficacy. Uh, in other words, how, how well, um, if, it's, if it's an edible, you ha- it has to be able to maintain its natural form, uh, even at uh, 120 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. Um, and, they also have a- It's worth noting too, they actually include a minimum on that exactly. also so there's they've given that range of uh, what is it 50, 50 degrees 50 yep, degrees to 120 from, yeah and yeah. and if the quality is hurt even slightly then you can't send it in during the multiple season um and it's it's defined as anything that is eaten or swallowed so it's you know chocolate yogurt gummies uh probiotics uh candy corn all of that falls within that realm. Uh, but at the same time, some of the other things that as uh, sellers we've experienced, but there, it doesn't fall within that definition, include things like lipstick um, or lip gloss, um, candles. Um, they are meltables uh, or they, they, they're not, uh, you can't eat them, but they do melt in high heat. So there are certain ones that um, are 
restricted by Amazon during the multiple season, specifically for that reason. And just sort of uh, uh, off topic a little bit, but we will have a link um, at the bottom of this uh, recording uh, of that a list of ASINs that Amazon provides every year. Um, I think this year's there's about 470,000 ASINs on there uh, that fall within the multiples uh, category. Um, so, of course, you're not going to go through the whole list, but what you can do is, you know, do the search control F um, if you do have specific ASINs that you're not sure whether it falls within the multiples category or not. Um, just download that this uh, Excel spreadsheet, um, do a control F on it, uh, type up the ASIN. And if it is on there, then you know that it falls within the multiples. And then you can have a strategy and a plan in place as to how you want to handle that as the multiple season comes closer and closer towards the beginning of next year. Yeah. And if you're keeping score at home, it's actually 423,720 this morning in preparation for today, downloaded the list to start looking through it. And uh, yeah, got a full count for you in case you were curious. So the, the, the question is that, that, yeah. that was, that was like, yeah, yeah. Next my, moving my, on. My, my question for you is, uh, are you going to, how many of them have you actually checked? Have you gone through and see what, what the products were on there? Actually, I started looking through some of them and, uh, the first handful, um, without giving brand names was, um, um, the, a, a drink, a fruit, a type of fruit drink mm -hmm. for kids. Yeah. And then, yeah. I also checked, I think that falls within the yogurt. I, I went all the way to the bottom of the list and started checking from there and chocolate, 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 chocolate. And then in the middle of the list, you know, I did some spot checks and there was gummy bears. There was a lot of uh, candy corn. Um, mm. You know, right now we're close to Halloween. So candy corn is going to sell really well right now, uh, but you have to wait until October 16th to ship it in. Um, so what are some best practices to, to prepare for the beginning or the end of multiple season? We are at the end of multiple season. So we'll start from there and then we'll go into the, you know, a couple of best practices for when multiple season is about to start next year. But um, right now um, you're able, you're, you're, as of October 16th, you'll be able to send in um, multiples products. So what does that mean? Does that mean you should go out and buy 5,000 pieces of Kit Kat chocolate and send it in? Uh, you can if you want, but we wouldn't recommend it because what happens is even though the season ends, it's still hot. Uh, it's still going to be 80, 90 degrees in most parts of the, especially the hotter parts of the country. And the warehouses are going to be fairly hot. And the trucks that they're going to use to disperse your inventory to different parts of the country are going to be fairly hot. So you don't want to send in too much inventory because uh, if it's sitting in, in Amazon's uh, warehouse for too long, there, there's a good chance that it's going to melt um, or at least it damages its quality. So what happens is when the, the sale happens and the customer receives it, then you're going to get a negative uh, feedback uh, saying that they send me melted. You know, it looks like it was melted and, and then hardened again. Um, you get that if, if it sits there for too long, you will, you will definitely get those type of things. So our recommendations always to make sure that you have, if you have, especially if last year or the year before you had some really good ASINs, uh, multiple ASINs like chocolate or whatever that sold really well. Um, and you know that it's continuously going to sell well, then start it on a flywheel. Um, and, you know, what we call the flywheel sort of internally here um, is 
it, it includes uh, purchasing it from the source, um, having it shipped from the source to wherever you're doing your prep and pack, whether it's a company or you do it at, at your, in your garage, there should be that, that that's sort of the first part of the flywheel. Then from your house or from the prep and pack place to Amazon's warehouse uh, where you send your shipments in. That's the second part of the, uh, of the uh, flywheel. And then Amazon distributing your inventory to different FCs. Um, that's the third part. And then the fourth part is actually having inventory in your Amazon account ready for sale. So instead of sending a hundred different KitKats all at once on the 16th to Amazon, uh, we would recommend, you know, start off by sending 20 or 30. And th these are just numbers I'm, you know, pulling out of the air. Uh, it depends on your, with the size of business you have and, you know, what your uh, investable capital is and how much you want to invest in each product. But don't go too deep on any one product right off the bat. On the 16th, if you have some really good selling ASINs from last year, send a few of those in. And then as once you receive, you know, you order them now from, from your source, you get them, you ship them on the 16th. As soon as they hit the Amazon's fulfillment center, you order another batch for yourself. And then at each time that it goes from one location to another, and you can track it on your Seller Central account, order another one, order another 20 or 50 or whatever your number is. Um, and I'm not saying go through and, and you know, track your shipment uh, stop by stop. You can if you, if you wanted to, but uh, you know, maybe have a plan of doing a weekly purchase. Every single week, you're going to purchase 20 KitKats from Target. And every single week, you're going to ship 20 KitKats to Amazon. And just having that strategy, the rest of the pegs will fall into place uh, because Amazon will receive them. They will check them in. They will just have some of them in their inventory for you. And then they'll, they, they're going to reship re uh, some of them to different fulfillment centers. So you're, you're always going to have inventory in there and if it's a good if it's a uh, ASIN that sells really well then you should be fine uh, you'll be able to get the sales and there's not going to be that much time where your chocolates are going to sit in a hot warehouse where they could melt and you'll get a negative review so that seems to also hit the model for replenishables so you're staggering you're purchasing you're shipping and then hopefully you're selling and the flywheel is just replenishing itself without having too much inventory or risk all bundled up in, um, you know, uh, stock it's, or shipment at the same time. Absolutely. It's, it's one, it's one of my favorite, uh, it's the way I run my business basically. Um, and we teach this with our, with our coaching clients all the time. And that, um, you want to, especially like you said, replenishables or anything that sells well and you have access to on a regular basis, um, there's no need to tie up a lot of capital unless it's like a you know 500 BSR and it sells 4,000 of them a month. Then ship in as many as you can because it sells well and you're you're one of three sellers on there. But generally speaking, you want to have inventory that sells well, but it's not you know you're not always going to get the buy box. There's going to be uh, other sellers coming in and beating you or lowering the price to where it's below your uh, requisite ROI. Um, but you want to still keep the flywheel going um, because it, it it doesn't tie up too much capital right off the bat and you will continuously have 
inventory in so that you, you don't miss any sales when the buy box hits you. Yeah, we don't want to miss sales. So before no. moving ahead to as the seasons begin to change, you've mentioned it. So I think I already know the answer to this. I mean, I already do anyway, but favorite meltables. What's your, what's your top three fate without, you know, giving away the farm or anything that's a secret sauce thing? Uh, well, my favorite meltables are, um, you know, I, I go a little bit off left field here, but they're going to be chocolate, chocolate, and chocolate. Um, kind yeah, of figured, I kind uh, of figured that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't put any dramatic music in on that, uh, on that, in, you know, like. Yeah, chocolate sells really well. Yeah. Um, so if, if you are new, um, and, um, you know, you, you want to learn how to sell well, what sells well, um, you know, when COVID ends, walk into a Target or walk mm -hmm. into a uh, Walmart and go to the chocolate, the candy section and just start scanning. Um, if you have inventory labs, Spotify 2 will, will help you. If not, just use the Amazon's uh, seller app and, and, and see which ones have good BSR, which ones are selling well and profitably, and then test them out. Um, that's how we started. Uh, you know, chocolate was one of um, my first major home runs uh, um, when, when my wife and I started this business was her finding uh, chocolate and, and they were Toblerones. Uh, mm -hmm. They were these large Toblerone packets and, you know, we bought them at Target and, and Walmart and they were selling very well. Um, Costco has some really good chocolates that they come in, especially during the season. They, they, they bring them in and, you know, you're not going to be able to continuously sell that chocolate on a regular basis um, for a very good profit because a lot of people source their products from Costco. A lot of people source their products from Target and Walmart. But when it does hit your price point, you can get a very nice uh, ROI on it. And it will, um, you know, you, it might, if you're fast and you get it in right away, yours will sell fast. Other people will come in as, the longer Costco has it, the longer Target has it in stock, the more people are going to come in on it. Um, the one thing that you want to be very cognizant of is as the meltable season comes closer and closer. So, you know, come March and April of next year, um, prices are going to tank because everybody's going to be worried that they're not going to be able to sell their inventory. Um, and what's going to happen is uh, what I've seen in my business is generally around March and beginning of April prices tank. And then by mid April, a lot of people sell out. BSR has gone great because prices have dropped. And now if you still have inventory, it can really sell well at, at a profitable price towards the end of April. Now, like everything else, there's a catch to this. If you follow that uh, policy or that, that, that tactic, uh, there's a good chance you might not sell out. Uh, there's a good chance you might be left with some good, uh, large amount of inventory. Um, this is where it's important for you to, to be very aware of uh, expiration dates on your chocolates. Um, if you have sent in uh, chocolates and they expire before the next, before following year. So you have five months from May, uh, sorry, five months from the following April, uh, October um, because of, Amazon doesn't allow you to send in anything with an expiration date of less than five months from the day you're shipping it. So um, if, if you have another year left on that chocolate, then you should just call it back, keep it at home or keep it in your warehouse um, and then resend it back in. Or even better, 
during the multiple season, chocolate still sells very well on Amazon. You just have to fulfill it yourself or you have to mm. find a, a third-party logistics company to fulfill it for you. If you're using a prep and pack center, there's a very good chance that the prep and pack center will, will also be able to do that for you. So it doesn't mean that you should just liquidate your chocolates at a loss. You know, if, if the inventory, if you have large amount of inventory and you know that expiration date is, is going to be, it's not going to expire anytime soon, just recall it. Um, but it's a good policy to try to sell out as much of it as you can without taking a loss. So what, what, what I do in my business is uh, on April 1st, I go through my entire uh, multiples inventory. Um, there's a way to tag each product um, and depending on what software you're using. Um, so when I list them, I add them all as multiples. Um, and so I just go through all of that inventory and then I decide one by one what I'm going to do with it. Um, you know, after a little bit of uh, one or two years of doing this, you will know what sells well, what doesn't, what, you know, um, as long as you have uh, a tracking system for your, um, for your uh, expiration dates, then you, you can easily create a plan for your inventory at that time. That yeah, you took the, the follow-up question right out, which is what to do when the period ends and you just, you just covered it. So anything yeah, else? It's, well, I mean, to... you know, ch chocolate is, is a great uh, item, uh, but gummy bears is also good. And mm. the same thing applies to that. Um, if, if you need help um, sort of figuring out what to do, whether it's at the start of the multiple season or at the end of it, uh, definitely reach out to us. You know, there's a lot, you, you, you'll have our contact information, whether it's uh, Leland or I, um, just reach out to us. We will be more than happy to share with you our experiences. We'll be more than happy to share with you any tools that we have that, that can help us sort of track things, the softwares we use uh, that helps us uh, track things. Um, and also, you know, we do have a leads list. So if you, if you really want some, you know, uh, chocolates or multiples that sell well during the, throughout the year, but especially when multiple season end, just let us know. And, and, you know, we can, we, we do offer sort of a trial period for our list as well. Um, and if you're interested, uh, we'll be more than happy to, uh, to get that out to you. Yeah. And right now the lists are getting more and more of, uh, the, uh, the multiples and the groceries on there. So now would be the time to, to look at that. Absolutely. Anything else on multiples, sir? I think, I think that's it. Very Thank good. you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to FBA Profits. Visit us at our website www.fbaprofits.us for more details like our Facebook group and Twitter for timely news and events.